What's up, boxing fans? This is Sides of Boxing with your host, JJ Sermon. In this podcast, JJ gives an in-depth analysis of nearly every fight, from undercards to main events. Now, let's get into the ring. What's up, what's up, what's up? This is Sides of Boxing. I want to thank you for tuning in to another episode. This episode is going to be a really good one and an underrated one because of some of these fighters you may not know, but you will see them again in the future. So tune in and let's get this episode started. To start things off, I want to talk about the undercard fights. I thought there were a pretty good amount of good fights that happened this past weekend, which is August 17, 2019. One of the fights that really stood out was pretty much the first one out that I saw, which was a Dimitri Young versus uh, Javier Martinez. This was a very good fight. Dimitri Young was coming in 1-0. and uh, He had zero KOs at this point. Uh, this is his second fight. And Javier Martinez was 4-6, four, 4-6, four and, and he had three KOs. So he had a little bit of power. And it was a, for the lightweights. And this was six rounds. And from the jump. This fight got good. So in the first round, uh, Javier Martinez caught Demetrius Young slipping, knocked him down. Surprising, because Javier is coming in as, you know, considered the underdog. And it came out to be very surprising uh, first round. Then Dimitri came back, and he started fighting. And he was throwing good combinations. He was throwing good jabs. I mean, he was he was being the more aggressive fighter, doing good body shots. And then for, like, I want to say the second round and then the third round. And then I feel like it was either the third or the fourth where uh, Dimitri got, I would say Dimitri got knocked down again. But right before that, Javier uh, got in trouble because he kept getting hit but he in his mouth, like in his face, and he kept spitting out his mouthpiece. I mean, he spit out his mouthpiece literally like like nine times in the fight. Probably more than that, honestly. But his mouthpiece kept coming out. The judge, the ref, took a, a point away. And I want to say that was round three. Then I think the next round is where uh, you were seeing that the rounds are getting even again. And you see Dimitri taking over. And then what happened was uh, Javier caught Dimitri slipping again. So he got knocked down again. So that was two knockdowns for Javier uh already in a six round fight i mean and it wasn't even six rounds yet it was like four at that point and yeah it was a it was a very entertaining fight and then from then on then dimitri just picked up the pedal he got back up again he picked up the pedal and he just kind of dominated to the rest of those rounds and then he ended up winning uh the fight with six rounds and i think it was another point deducted for his mouthpiece coming out again so it really went in his favor. Dimitri ended up winning. He ended up going 2-0. No KO still. So he has to work on getting a little bit more power. And he got to work on his chin. But overall, he does have good skills. And I look forward to seeing his fights in the future. And remember, this is the lightweight division. So next fight I want to talk about was Javier Molina. He is 19-2 with 8 KOs versus uh, Manuel Mendez. And he's 16-5-3. And he has 11 KOs. And this is in the junior welterweight division. And with this fight, Javier Molina was a very good fighter. He uh, was in the welterweight division, moved back down. I think that's better for him. And he has a lot of power. I mean, he lost to, to, to two good fighters at the 
the point in which uh, where he has his record at now. And I just think Javier, in this fight, Javier did a fantastic job just controlling the fight with his distance. He came in, I think he was taller, came in just jabbing, came controlling the ring, moving around the ring, and did it the whole entire uh, rounds. Like, it's an A-round fight, and he controlled it. Like, every single round, he dominated it because he... He did a great job of controlling the entire fight with his jab. I know I keep saying that, but it was it was great to watch him uh, through go through um, his motions, his strategy, in which he knew exactly what he wanted to do. He knew that Manuel Mendez uh, had a lot of KOs, and he knew he had power, but he didn't give him the opportunity to land any strong punches. And he didn't go to the ropes often, and it made it a very frustrating fight for Mendez. And Javier just took advantage of that, and it was a good stepping stone fight for him to build more confidence. So Javier is now 20 and two, and yeah, I'm just gonna move on from there. So the next fight was Chris Van Herden versus Aslam Beck uh, Kozovov, and this was uh, Chris Van Herden was 27 two and one. He had 12 KOs. And Kozovev was 33-2-1 with 8 KOs. And this was for the welterweight division. And it was 10 rounds. This fight was bloody. I want to tell you right now. It was a lot of blood. It was a lot of headbutts. Uh, it was another shot that I know that Chris did. And it led to a cut like around their eyes. Like They both had cuts around there, like right above their eye. Just a very bloody fight, but they ended up fighting. The crowd was very entertained. I was entertained. Chris uh, Chris had very good skills, like great pivot skills. He was a very rangy fighter, and he ended up getting the win. So he ended up going now 28-2-1, and he just keeps improving. Hopefully he can get bigger uh, fights uh, again, and we'll see where he goes from there. The next fight that I was very interested in, which was Johnny Beck, Alum. Kanaki, or I think I said that the best way I could, but I like to call him just Johnny Beck. Just makes it sound much easier. He is uh, a fighter I mentioned before in a previous episode, one of my previous episodes, and to look out for it. And he got back in the ring. He was 6-0, two KOs versus Stuart McLennan, and he's 27-3-3 with 11 KOs. And this is for the middleweight division. This was 10 rounds. It was a very entertaining fight. Uh, Johnny Beck uh, got a lot better from when I've seen him a few fights in the previous because he started to have the the power in the shots. It seemed like he was really worked on that, and he was punching through instead of punching like at people. He was actually uh, doing a lot more combinations. I saw things that didn't see. I saw like how he pivoted. He controlled the ring with his distance. He was pressuring the fighter into the corner, Stewart into the corner. I thought it was a very entertaining round. I mean, entertaining fight. I remember he got two knockdowns. One of them was a beautiful. It was like a, a, a uppercut with his left hand. Caught him straight on the chin. Knocked him down. He was off balance. And and I think this was a very convincing win. It was a fight in which Johnny Beck won. I think he won with TKO. So now he improved to 7-0. Seven, seven and 0. Like I said, he's someone to look after because he has great overall skills. Just a, a, a fighter that, that I, I got high praise for because 
you could just tell what he he has a good amateur background and he he has the the tools to become a world champion. And I'm gonna keep saying it because I I truly believe he has all the tools to become one. So the 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 last undercard fight that happened was Honor Barboza Jr. versus uh, Ricky Simudo. And Arnold was 21-0 and 0 with 8 KOs. And then Ricky was 35-14-3 with 17 KOs. And this is for the junior welterweight division. It was 10 rounds. And I'll just say it like this. Arnold Barboza won. I think he, he got a knockdown. And I think that was pretty much the end of that. So it was, he ended up improving to 22-0. And I still need to watch more fights with him. But overall, he's getting his name out there. He's getting more wins, and he's going to eventually get bigger and better fights. So, Arnold Bar- Barbosa Jr., great job, sir, and just keep on winning. So, that's all I really want to say uh, about those fights. Um, Elvis Rodriguez is an honorable mention. I want to mention uh, he, I, I want to say he was, his trainer is Freddie Roach, and he did a very good job. He has three three wins, three KOs at this point. I just wanted to make sure to point him out. Because uh, he has a bright future on his hands, uh, as well as with the Hall of Fame trainer. So now I want to go straight into the main card. The main card is with Emmanuel Navarrete. He's 27-1, and one, and he has 23 KOs versus Francisco De Vaca. This is, he's 20-0, and 0, and he has 6 KOs, and he's in the Super Bantamweight. This is for the Super Bantamweight division, and this is 12 rounds. So... Coming into this fight, I want to say that I had a little bit of knowledge about who they were, but I did my research and I studied it and I figured out that uh, Emmanuel Navarrete was a is a very good uh, fighter and he had to prove himself to get to where he is right now uh, with the, uh, his 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 title. And Francisco De Vaca is a is a up and coming fighter, but. I, I, when I did some research, I realized he was ranked number 10 in the WBO. And I thought that very that was very interesting because uh, he he didn't he only had six KOs, which in my mind told me that he doesn't have power. However, he has some type of skill in order for him to be undefeated and get to this point. So, and to be ranked in the top 10. So, I, I, I definitely kept that into mind. But in my mind, I said six KOs. And then uh, Emmanuel has uh, 23 KOs. I said, this is either going to go one way or the other. That is going to go a 12-round fight or uh, Francisco is going to get knocked out. And one of those uh, uh, one of those predictions came true. And Navarrete ended up in the first round just showing how much power he had. And he was getting a lot of shots. I mean, a lot of shots. But it really got ugly in the second round. I want to say in the, it was like either second or third round. I think it only went, went like three rounds. But uh, Neverete was doing exactly what he's known for, throwing a lot of punches, over 100 punches in a round. He was throwing so many. It's like he got so much confidence after the first round that he just decided to go all out. He didn't even really worry about his defense. He was just going to end him. And he was throwing every combination shot you could think of. He was chasing him down and getting him to the ropes and was just lighting him up. And Francisco had no answer to it because he was just landing uppercuts, hook shots, um, straight right hands, power hooks. I mean, everything he can throw in the kitchen sink, he was throwing it. 
and Francisco, and it was hitting clean, and it just got to the point where the ref had to stop the fight because we didn't want any. It was it was looking awful, and we didn't want it to get to the point. The crowd was making noises as if it was like getting brutal, and yeah, the, the fight needed to stop. And I'm glad the referee stopped it. Um, it was definitely much needed, and uh, Emmanuel uh, Neverette is moving on to 28 and, and one. He's going to get better fights, but this was definitely a big fight for him to prove himself that he deserves uh, to to continue to keep his belt, and he is uh, a worthy uh, competitor and a worthy champion. So, yeah, that's it with that fight. Uh, the the last fight that I want to talk about was uh, Jesse Magdaleno. He's twenty six and one with eighteen KOs versus Rafael Rivera. He's twenty seven three and two with eighteen KOs, and this is for the featherweight division. And this is a 10-round fight that happened. And this is right before the Neverete fight. But I like the, I wanted to talk about this fight last because it was such a fantastic fight. Uh, Jesse Magdaleno is a fantastic, oh, oh, uh, sweet science boxer, man. He, he was moving and pivoting and throwing uh, great enough punches. He actually doesn't throw as many jabs as the commentators were saying. But in this fight, he was throwing a lot of jabs. And uh, he was he was picking up the pace. He kept his distance, and I thought it was uh, just a great overall performance by Jesse Magdaleno uh, coming back from his loss and fighting a really tough competitor in Rafael Rivera. And they did have uh, it was a moment where Jesse knocked uh, had Rafael Rivera stumbling a couple times in this fight, and I think he knocked him down. Uh, in the later rounds, but this Jesse did everything that he needed to do to prove that he was still a top featherweight um, in this in this in the division. Like he was still a top one, top five, uh, top, and, and he proved that in this fight. And he he the fight did end due to a technical decision, due 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 to a headbutt, and it looked kind of uh, like a. Uh, intentional one because it was with his elbow but at the end of the day uh, luckily they stopped the fight and uh, they didn't get any further damage on his eye so that was good but I would just say overall Jesse Magdaleno is a is, is a is a phenomenal uh, boxer sweet science he moves his head he he dodges punches he knows when to land the right shots at the right time he's a great counter puncher and overall, man, uh, I'm just giving my just giving my uh, slight praise to him, man. And I'm definitely looking forward to his potential fight. He improved to 27 and one. Uh, and like I said, um, he's going to continue to to make some noise in this division. He says he's ready to fight anybody that's a champion, and I'm I'm ready. I think he deserves a fight for a belt ASAP right after this. So, yeah, I look forward to keeping you all updated if he does get into the ring with one of the world champions and pulls off an upset because I feel like he definitely can do that. So, yeah, I, I will let you all know how that goes. This concludes this episode of Sides and Boxing, and I want to thank you for tuning in all the way to the end. Be sure to subscribe and leave a positive review on any platform that you use, Google, Spotify, Apple. We would greatly appreciate it. And just know that we will continue to keep more episodes coming weekly. 
Be on the lookout for the next fight with Anthony Yarde and Sergey Kovalov. It's going to be an entertaining fight next week. So stay tuned to that. And God bless.